gracias a la vida que me ha dado tanto me dio dos luces que cuando los abro perfecto distingo lo negro del blanco y en el alto cielo su fondo estrellado y en las multitudes el hombre que yo amo Gracias a la vida que me ha dado pan me ha dado el sonido el abecedario con el las palabras que pienso y declaro Padre, amigo, hermano y luz alumbrando la ruta del alma del que estoy amando Oh, good. That, of course, was the, the late, great Mercedes Sosa singing, uh, I am so grateful for my life, a song and poem written by Violeta Parra from Chile. And uh, uh, Mercedes, uh, made the song a worldwide hit. Uh, she's a singer from Argentina. And then uh, a decade or so later, uh, Joan Baez popularized it in the United States. So, uh, so three great Latin singers uh, with a great song of Thanksgiving, with a great song of uh, gratitude. Thank you, life. You have given me so much. You gave me two stars for my eyes, and when I open them, I can clearly distinguish black from white. And up above in the skies, the constellations, and in the crowds, my loved one. Thank you, life, for you have given me so much. You gave me ears so that I can hear and record the sounds of the day and night of crickets, canaries, factories, dogs barking, the rain falling, and the sweet voice of my beloved. There's, there's more of that, of that great song. Um, and in the midst of this, of this uh, great thanksgiving and opening our hearts with gratitude, I don't want to forget um, the the three the three mass killings over this last week, 
And then on my way to set up the Zendo, another one in Virginia as well. And so how do we hold both the, the gratitude and the horror and sadness of such an event? Uh, it reminds me of, uh, of Joan Sutherland, uh, the book that we've been reading. Joan is a great uh, Zen teacher who, who uh, we studied this practice period on, on uh, her commentary of the Vimala Kirti Sutra. And uh, uh, she says that um, when we want to accept all that the world is demonstrating for us, we should ask the question, what is the world giving me right now? Um, and this is another way of saying this is, is um, uh, what doors have opened that I may step forward into right now. Let me use this organ of healing, the heart, to approach this situation rather than the organ of division and differences, uh, which is our which is our brain. So, uh, so Joan Sutherland says, this world that that offers that offers such beauty, the canaries, the frolicking dogs, you know, also offers horrors and sadness. And can we step into that life with our gracious hearts of healing rather than thinking, what's going on here? Who's, who's at fault here? What's right, what's wrong here? Um, I think our heart will take us further into our lives and become more intimate with, with, with uh, all the possibilities that, uh, that could come up. So that's, I think, the key to gratitude, is to lead with the heart. And of course, that's our practice. Our practice, um, uh, wisdom, prajna. Um, wisdom is the intention to address the world with wholeness, with completeness not rejecting anything. And we do that uh, by enacting our heart. Uh, that's the only way to get in there. Uh, the, the mind says, uh, what's going on? The mind says, uh, something's wrong. Uh, uh, this isn't so good. This, this is the way to go. The heart says, uh, let me take in all of this. Let me hold all of this and move in, to the, in the direction of healing. 
So this is just a, a lot of times um, these these uh, Zen talks about gratitude or compassion or wisdom start off with a dictionary uh, definition of the subject at hand, and I'm I'm just going to give my my definition uh, that that this gratitude, this thanksgiving is the heartfelt embrace of the beings and the situations of our life, or even more simply, a heartfelt embrace of our life is this expression of gratitude. Gratitude, there's a little bit of duality in gratitude. Gratitude has an object. We're grateful for Zoom, as I've said. Um, uh, we're uh, grateful for the lives of Violetta Parra for that wonderful song. And we're grateful for the life of uh, Mercedes Sosa for her beautiful voice. Um, so there's a subject and an object, but it points us in the direction of wholeness and completeness, which is, which is compassion. Compassion, that complete intimacy with our life, no separation. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and that's, that's, uh, that's our enlightenment, that intimacy, that, that radical compassion, uh, of no separation and gratitude. Um, uh, wouldn't it be great if gratitude in our heart were leading us around everywhere? Um, uh, and, and, uh, when we meet what we think is an object, uh, it turns into that's nothing but uh, connection and relationship and wholeness and, and uh, no separation. I, I, an example of this I, I wrote down was um, when we have uh, a mindful cup of tea where we're paying attention to the cup and the, the heat of the water when we hold when we hold the cup in our hands and when we're stirring that that sweet and low into the tea, uh, we're grateful that that some that somebody or some company or something happened that all of those minerals of the earth were connected and joined together and molded into that spoon, which uh, we can use to enjoy our tea. So we're, we're grateful for that, for that spoon and its whole history, starting from the individual minerals to the people who, who put that spoon together and the factory that formed it into the shape that fits our mouth and our hands just perfectly. Um, and then uh, compassion and enlightenment is when we say, you know, those minerals are the same as the minerals of my body. This stream of life, this mysterious stream of life gathered all of those same minerals together. And, uh, and this shape appeared. And it's, it's 
made of the same stuff and was made by the same mysterious river of activity in life. And uh, this spoon and I are not so different. Uh, we have this intimacy of stuff. And, uh, and without, without me using it, the spoon uh, doesn't exist. And, and without, uh, how can I do that the other direction? I don't exist if, if I'm not using this spoon right now. That's not such a good example. But the, but the intimacy with, with the stuff of the spoon, that's our enlightenment. And you know, our practice over and over again is, uh, is uh, realizing the holiness the mystery, the magic of the mundane. Uh, with every, every time we have a cup of tea, every time we pick up that spoon, we can say, this is a miracle that this spoon exists. And you know, it's, it's not so different from me. Uh, I, we're of the same stuff say uh, every time we pick up our glasses, you know, I'm so grateful to be able to read clearly when I put my glasses on. But you know, you know, this sand, this, uh, this petroleum is not, is not so different from me. Every, every object we see, we have the, the capacity to have that intimate and grateful mind as we, as we use it, as it helps us, as it brings us joy, as it brings us ease. And this is our practice. Um, every, every, uh, every object is an object of, uh, is an opportunity for enlightenment for us. And, uh, That can be our intention. We might forget. We might forget, like, like in, in the, the half-hour meditation that we all did just before this, this uh, uh, lecture. Um, uh, sometimes we might have been sitting there and everything was settled and there was just our breath and we were all breathing together and we were grateful that Sandra dimmed the lights just perfectly uh, to, help, to help us settle so completely. We were grateful for each other for sitting here. We were grateful that, um, that the, the Zoom camera and our computers worked. And then, and then in the next breath, we may have been thinking about um, uh, what time we have to um, put the pie in the oven tomorrow. Um, and, uh, and, and then, and then we would come back to it. Uh, oh, let me be grateful tonight. I was able to come out, even though, even though there's lots of pies to be made, um, I can come here and sit 
and realize my complete intimacy with, uh, with, with my life, with the universe. Um, so uh, so that, might, that might be the same sort of pattern we carry during the day. When we, when we wake up, we can, we can express our intention to uh, follow our heart the whole day, to be grateful for um, all of the people in our life, all the objects in our life. We can set that intention, but we might, we might forget. And then, and then we'll have to come back to it again and again, just like our, just like our meditation. Um, I think that's that's the message I wanted to remember tonight is is making making realizing the holiness of our life and that holiness comes from the same word as wholeness realizing that our life is one whole thing that includes uh, all the objects that we think are separate from us. But in our practice, we can realize, realize our intimacy and unity and non-separation. Um, a couple more minutes with Mercedes Sosa. And I'll read a couple more verses. I'll, I'll translate a couple more verses. for the patio. We, we did some walking meditation in the patio tonight so we could get some fresh air.
Thank you, life, for you've given me so much. You gave my tired feet the strength to walk on them. And with them I visited cities and potholes. Have we expressed gratitude to the potholes lately? Uh, uh, we should just sing this song and, and uh, uh, express, express uh, gratitude to the potholes. Um, these feet have been used to travel to beaches and deserts, to mountains and valleys, and your house and your street and your patio. Thank you, life. You gave me so much. You gave me laughters and laughter and tears so I can express happiness and sorrow. The two elements of this song that are made of happiness and sorrow. And your songs, which are like my songs, and everyone's songs, which are also my songs. So she ends with this, 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 this great whirl of mine and yours, but there's no difference. And there's no difference in anybody's songs or anybody's desires or anybody's life. Um, a great an eddy in this in this flow of life that just says it's all mixed up there's no separation there's only intimacy and relationships and when we can realize that uh, that's the body and mind of buddha so um Let me end here. We'll say the closing chant and a, a few announcements, and then we can have some discussion on, on uh, our intimacy with our life. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become So I just can't help myself from playing with all these buttons. Uh, Can you see us a little better? And uh, and James, do you want to just turn that camera that's right over here a little bit so that we get Sandra in in the shot so towards towards that direction? Oh yeah! <laughs> here we all are. Thank. You. Um, so, uh, we're, we're, we'll be sitting tomorrow morning at the usual time, but then the rest of the long weekend, we're closed down for the holiday. Um, that being said, we'll have a, uh, 
plant-based potluck here at three o'clock tomorrow. Um, there's still time to get in on the fun <laughs> if, uh, if you'd like to bring a, a, a vegan dish. Uh, please join us, and we'll eat uh, uh, here in the Zendo if it's cold, or if it's a nice warm day, we'll eat out on the patio and express our gratitude to the cement, to the, um, the falling leaves. Um, so that's tomorrow afternoon. Um, and then the next event that comes up is, is Buddha's Enlightenment Sashin. Rohatsu, seven days um, from the Thursday the 1st until Wednesday evening the 7th. And you can still sign up for that. It goes from 5.20 in the morning until 9 o'clock at night. It'll be our first full sashin in, uh, since uh, the beginning of the COVID era. And so we're excited about that with formal Oriyoki meals. So, uh, uh, it, it's a sashim that we we sit every year to um, express gratitude for the vigorous sitting of the Buddha for seven days. Um, and so uh, we sit a little more vigorously. And uh, I, uh, uh, please consider signing two full days if, or, or all seven days, but... Uh, a minimum of two full days to express uh, our vigorous sitting. Um, and maybe that's that's enough for now. Any, any other announcements in the community? Okay. Um, so uh, what about uh, gratitude in the heart? and no separation. Uh, Sandra. I have a question. Um, could you say a little bit more about how when we hear of a mass shooting, make the switch from uh, saying, oh, here we are again, or placing blame to mm -hmm. feeling gratitude. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, you know, we're we're humans with, with kind of reflexive reactions. And, and it's so, we, we all say that. We, we all, it's horrible. And we react to save ourselves and to save uh, other humans. And, uh, and then at some point we say, you know, how can I, how can I, be a part of the healing of this? How can I heal my horror, my sadness, um, and uh, the sadness that other people must feel? And so if that, that's the pivot where we say, okay, instead of uh, reacting with our minds that say this is good and this is bad, we're gonna react with our heart that says, you know, how can we heal this? And that moves us forward. That moves us into the situation. That we become intimate then. And we're, we're, we start talking to friends about it. We start talking to politicians. We start um, 
we start uh, uh, thinking about, you know, what would what would make somebody do something like that? What what's what's their life? What has their life been? Um, and so we're immediately uh, a little closer. The gap the gap starts closing, and that we do that uh, with our heart when when we start asking the questions. Uh, how can I step in? How can we be part? I, I be part of the healing of this. And uh, but but the initial horror or the the dread. I mean, you know, I was driving here, and it was on the 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 latest shooting in Virginia today. It was on the radio, and I said, Oh gosh, I'm going to talk about about tragedy tonight, and here here it's on, it it just keeps unfolding. So. Uh, and then you go, how can I be part of the, uh, not push this away and be part of the healing? So, and I think that's the question that Joan Sutherland poses to us as well. What, what's being given? What opportunity is being given right now in the midst of, of this horror? What opportunity is there for he healing? Thank you.